Welcome to Chris in Christ, a show about being redeemed and saying so. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm so excited you tuned in to today's testimony and transparency. Let's stay connected. Follow me on all social media platforms and anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Just put in Chris in Christ. Let's go. First things first, what's on top? What's that thing that you just got to get done? Or you just got to get out of your brain today. What's on top is that we have made it to Apple Podcasts. That's right. Apple Podcasts. I'm so excited. As you guys know, I put up a poll a month ago trying to see when I should launch the show. Should I wait for Apple to approve the show or should I just go ahead and drop it? And I listened to you guys. I dropped it. And it just so happened that we got accepted for Apple on the same day that I released last week's episode, which is my baby, the first part of my testimony. And if you have not listened to that, you might want to go back to last episode, take a listen, because with this episode, we'll be picking right on up. I'm so excited, y'all. So excited. Go subscribe. Give your girl five stars and let's get this thing going. So I kind of had two different moments where I hit rock bottom. The first rock bottom moment being what I explained in episode three. That entire night right before I had to take my big test. That was my first rock bottom moment. And this part two of the episode will explain my second rock bottom moment and how God just turned it all the way around. So here I am, this girl working through her therapy, trying to get out of this depression, and then boom. I got the letter that changed my whole life. One day, um, at my first year of teaching, the CEO comes in and he says, we have to do layoffs. Y'all are about to get an envelope. And in the envelope, it's going to let you know if you stay or you got to go. My heart dropped because at this point, I'm still working to get my certification. I'm getting two certifications at the same time. So I'm working and I'm in school and I'm preparing to take these tests. I opened my envelope and I was able to stay. God knew that my job was the last piece of sanity I had left. There was no reason, there was no rhyme or reason why I should have stayed. It was a random layoff. But that that's when I knew right then and there, all right, God, I need to be in somebody's church and I need to be thanking you right now because if I would have lost that job, I can guarantee you I would not be alive today. I would not be alive today if I would have lost that job on that day. So I went to a church that I'd heard about um, from a friend. It was a Wednesday on the, when the days the layoffs came out. And it was a huge step for me to walk into this church. Like, y'all have to understand, Christians can sometimes be the most judgmental people on the planet. And 
like people have told me I was going to hell the way I was living and things like that. So like, why would I want to go and be around these like super judgmental people? But there was something bigger in me and God was just pressing me like, you have to go. This is where I need you to be. And the gratitude that I had for my life and for being able to still have my job outweighed all the fear, all the shame that I had. I mean, it was pretty close. It was neck and neck. I'm not going to lie. But I was like, look, Chris, it's one or the other. You got to push. You got to push. And I walked into the doors of that church feeling like an animal. But I was there nonetheless. I went to um, church and they had a Bible study just for people my age, like in their 20s. It was a small group. It was really intimate. And the study was about the parable of the seed and the sower. And the parable of the sower is a parable or a story that Jesus tells to explain how people are when they hear a direction from God. So there's four different soils. So the seed that falls on pretty much the sidewalk, that represents, you know, God is talking to you, but you're not ready at all. Like you don't even understand. So you're like, eh, whatever. And the birds come and they eat it. That bird represents the enemy. And he's like, yeah, they don't understand. I'm going to just snatch them up and bring them back over here to their old life because they don't know what's going on. The second story is when the seed was put on like stony, shallow ground. There's a little bit of dirt there, but not much. And when the seeds go in, they do form a plant, but there's no roots. So when the sun comes out, it burns it all up and the plant is dead. These are people who they'll hear a good message. They'll get excited and they'll get all happy about it. Like, yeah, I'm going to do this for you, God. Or, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I need. Oh, that's a word. That's a word. But it doesn't last long. And on Sunday, they're jumping up and down. And on Monday, their problems come or they get teased for listening to gospel music or whatever. And since they have no roots, no depth, they instantly go back to their old life or whatever. The third example is when the seed is thrown into thorns. So the seeds are in there. And they grow a little bit, but they can't get past the thorns. They can't get past kind of like this glass ceiling. Um, They get choked up. And those thorns represent um, our worries, us trying to keep up with other people, us comparing ourselves, us wanting wealth and material things. And all of that kind of chokes out the good and the direction that God is trying to take us in. Therefore, they don't bear any fruit and they just kind of get to this halfway point where they're like, I'm trying to reach for God, but I'm also caught up in all this other stuff. And I don't want to let go of my worries or my big desire for materialism. And then lastly, which is the prime example, is when the seeds fall onto fertile ground. And fertile ground is when you hear the word, you understand it, you listen and you you know, you digest it and then you're willing to share it. And it says when these seeds fall, that they reproduce 30, 60 and 90 times and they just multiply and it's it's bountiful. It's amazing. Um, and I'm like, well, isn't this something? Because y'all know I'm in between the 
two stages where I have like no roots and I'll receive it with joy. Kind of like my King Saul thing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling good for a minute. Let me get on it and then jump right off the train. And I'm kind of in between the thorny place where I've heard the word. You know, I had a little bit of church growing up, but I'm out here trying to do my own thing. I want my own uh, material things and I want mates and all these other things. So I'm in between that, you know, wishy-washy point, which is the whole theme of my testimony. And I'm like, this is, this is a hard message to swallow. Like, I get it. I understand God's trying to get through, but like, which soil am I going to be today? What level of readiness to respond to God am I going to have today? And I knew at that moment, God was like, you can't afford to not go all the way with me. You've been doing things your own way and look where that's gotten you. You've done things without me and I've been protecting you this whole time. And let's, let's see how that's been working for you. And that day I was crying y'all. And I had some people who are my close friends today, but they were strangers at that moment at church and they supported me. They didn't judge me. They allowed me to just come as I was, and they prayed for me. And I told them, I'm like, y'all, I know I can't do this. I'm so wishy-washy. I'm going to use God just like I'm using everybody else in my life. I'm going to use him for what I need him, and then after that, I'm going to ignore him and do what I want to do. Like, I know how I am. And they're like, nah, we got you. So a week later, I joined that church. And I decided that I needed to make a change. And I worked through that change. I worked through the therapy. Whenever those church doors were open, I I was in there helping, serving. I always had a heart to serve. So I said, well, let me start there. And learning as much as I could about who God really is, what he really wants from me. And it was just out of love, I was ready to to labor. I was like, I have to do so much because you you literally keep saving me time after time. Like, I can't ignore you like I ignore everybody else. And I mean, getting to know God can come in so many ways. I mean, of course, it comes from like reading what he says to us. Like, wouldn't you want to know If you had a text message from somebody that loves you and saved your whole life, wouldn't you want to know what the text said? Like you would read the text message. And that's like what the Bible is. So I was in there all the time. And a lot of people are like, well, where do I start? Where do I start? I personally started where I was messed up in the head the most. And there was a lot of places. But like you start where you are. You start with the message that relates to your biggest mess. So I knew that I had made a huge mess in my relationships and that I didn't know how to treat other people or how to value them. I only saw them as, you know, like vending machines. And so I was like, okay, what does God say about love? Because I've messed that all up. I don't know what love is. I started there and God was just showing me so many things. And... I started to be in church. Like I was just always there. (laughs) 
like there was a um a flood that happened and we had a ministry at my church that goes and does disaster relief and we hopped on the bus I think like three weekends in a row we went up there and gutted out houses and helped families and when you're able to help someone who is also in a horrible situation and you put a smile on their face and you see how God has used you to bless somebody else, that is an unforgettable, irreplaceable feeling. And I was like, whoa, so this is what it means to not be the biggest thing in your world, for something else to be bigger than you. It's an amazing feeling to serve, to learn, to give back, to get to know other people who are just as messed up as I am and are trying to get on the right track. Like, church is a hospital. It's a hospital where we're hurting and we're healing, but at the same time, we have the master physician who's trying to get us all healed and all good to go. So I stayed in there. And we can talk about how I grew spiritually and how I went from clinically depressed and vain and insane to where I am now. This has only been three years. Three years. And it's been a whirlwind. But I'm hoping that encourages you today just to know that, like, y'all, nobody is perfect. And we are all struggling with stuff deep, deep down. But God saved me from all of that. And I know it sounds cliche. I know it sounds churchy. And it sounds churchy until you really get to know who God is. When you really seek him for yourself, like talk to him, ask questions, learn about it. Like it's so much simpler than we make it. Now, that's my one of my stories. I, oh, I have so many. But God literally transformed my life. I can't wait to hear how he's transformed yours. I want to hear you say so. I want to know what was the tipping point for you. Tell me about your rock bottom moment, if you had one. And tell me about that turning point. Where did you change from that stony soil or that thorny soil into the fertile soil? What made you just finally give it all up and say, you know what? I'm going to try to do things the right way. And I'll be giving away a book called Unashamed by Christine Kane. This was one of the biggest resources that I used when I first got saved. And it really helped me just to become comfortable in God's presence and to know that he wasn't holding anything, anything against me anymore. It's made me become aware and unashamed and just it was a big springboard to me growing spiritually. I want to give that book away to the fifth person that responds. You can respond t- by texting me on my Instagram at Chris and Christ. You can email me at Chris and Christ at gmail.com. Fifth person that I get a response from gets a freebie. You get the book. Hit me up. Can't wait to hear from y'all. That's a wrap for today's episode of Chris and Christ. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I can't wait to hear from you again. Let's keep in touch. Follow me on all social media platforms at Chris and Christ. Until next time, remember, you overcome by the blood of the Lamb 
and by the power of your testimony. Be blessed. Hey, play my music. Thank you.